Turn we'll paint the progression in every studio session. Turn we'll paint the progression in every studio session. Turn we'll paint the progression. Welcome to another episode of Paint the Progression with Regis Arzu. Money management for the rest of us. Now, who's the rest of us? If you know who's the Prince of Zemunda, you are the rest of us. Come on, man. If you don't know where that's from, you have to step your game up. Okay, for the sake of time, I have to jump right into it. On Fridays, I try to introduce you to everyday people like you and me that grew up the way we did. People that went through similar obstacles and even made the same mistakes you did. I want to show you what they all have in common, and that's their financial state of mind. I define financial success as having a financially savvy state of mind. Trust me. I've literally met millionaires that stress out about money the same way you do. How? That's because they live above their means. They make a million a year, but live a lifestyle of $1.5 million. Lord knows where they get that extra $500,000 from. When you have a certain perception, you have to keep it up. If you see someone driving with a Bentley, what will you think if he comes back with a Civic the next day? Now, I've also met people that make 30000 a year and have around 200000 in the bank. And that's because they know how to make a dollar stretch. So I wanted to just see to Yusuf Ahmed. I really wanted to introduce Yusuf to you because this dude has an amazing story. But because I know him so well, I didn't want to make the interview sound fake and rehearsed. So I asked my brother, Joel, who doesn't know Yusuf very well, to interview him. So here's the interview with Yusuf and Joel. Oh, okay, wait, before I present it, I want to tell you a little bit about Yusuf. This guy made something out of nothing for himself. This guy is one of the hardest workers I've ever met, and it's impressive how his mind works. He's never given up on anything, even when there was no hope. And he's been in a few situations where there was no hope. I hope this is okay for me to say, but I want you to know where he's come from. He went from sleeping on the floor with his wife not knowing where he was going to get his next meal, to buying one of the biggest houses I've ever seen on the biggest land I've ever seen. He did it twice. No lie, this guy impresses me so much, but he's also the most humble person I've ever met. And you can probably hear it in his voice in the interview. He will tell you real quick that there's nothing that he has done or can do that you can't do. Now, without further to do, this is the interview with Yusuf and Joel. Hello, hello. Am I here? Testing one, two, one, two, testing. Tell yo, me about yo. your hardship. Tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Yusuf, what's going on, man? What's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing I'm doing well, man. You know, it's uh, weird times, but I'm happy you're you're doing well. The family is safe. Yep, yep. Everybody's well. Kids are uh learning from home and I'm spending more time at home so I guess I can't complain about that so yeah just trying to make it to the end of the light here with this coronavirus thing for sure for sure well let's uh let's get into it and and just talk uh, get into this interview what do you think okay so tell me about your upbringing financially 
my upbringing financially. Honestly, I I didn't even have a financially upbringing. I mean, from parents that all they knew were how to pay bills, you know. Um, I grew up with an aunt and uncle that raised me when we when I moved here to United States and my uncle had his kids and he had a fend for his kids and I was pretty much just there and when they sent me here to the US but I mean there was where I didn't you, have anyone What's your background? Where are your family from? I'm from Africa, from Somalia. So during the Somalian war when uh the US was allowing people to take refuge here, mm-hmm. my aunt and a whole bunch of my family just moved here to the States and I guess the short answer is that nobody ever taught me what money was or, you know, what the point of money. I'd never, even middle school, high school, I never even understood what the purpose of money was. When I had a sister, when I needed something, she, I would just tell her, and if she can get it, she would get it for me. If not, you know, I just assumed maybe they were out of it at stores or something like that. So nobody ever told me what money was until um, I was probably – out of high school or just about done with high school and my family, you know, they're real religious and they pretty much, if I didn't, you know, respect their religion, then they weren't going to help me out. So I moved out of the house Mm -hmm. when I was 16. And from then point on, I, that's when I had a, I, I learned real fast what money was, what the purpose of money was and everything. From then on, I just, I, I just, I always thought different than people, you know, I, people would buy clothes or buy this or buy that. And none of that really interested me. Even when I was about 17, um, what interested me was a house. I don't know why, but I just, that's what I wanted when well, that was my first goal was a house. And I wasn't going to stop until I bought a house and no help, no nothing. It was just me on my own when I was 16, 17. And that's, that's when I, that was the first time I learned what money was or what, how to be, what finances were and everything. That's really cool that you basically taught your, your, yourself how to kind of be one track minded and setting a goal and just going for it. Was there any outside influence at all? I know you said your family didn't, wasn't really like, didn't have that mindset but where no. did you learn that from on like on tv on the radio on- I, I really don't understand where the whole house thing came from even as of today if i look back and I'm like why did i want a house you know why you're 20 years old and you're working two jobs and you know you're trying to you know save up for a house the easy thing to do is hey let me go buy this you know lease or uh, go get buy a car you know look nice and all that but none of it none of that really didn't catch me and it it wasn't I always viewed house like somebody that owned a house I viewed them as as you know somewhat successful or you know they, they own a house nobody could tell them to move out or nobody could tell them pay my rent or none of that it's you own something and I guess the idea of owning something was is something that interested me is that hey you own it you know, you're not leasing it, you're not renting it, you own that property and nobody can tell you what to do with it. So I, I, even till this day, I really don't know where that came from, but about 
18 or uh, 19, 20, that was my first goal I made was, Hey, by the time you're 25, you're, you're going to buy a house. And, and that's what I strive for till I was about, I was almost 25 and then I bought my first house and how old, so how old were you? Were you 26 just over or I was just under 20. I was just under 25 when I, when I bought my first house. Wow. That's super impressive, man. That is yeah. amazing. That is inspiring. Yeah, that was a pretty it was a pretty happy time around that, you know, when I first bought the house. It it didn't work like that for me. It was I moved on to something else right away. Then it was then it was, Hey, how can I buy a bigger house? How can I buy maybe another house or it could Well before that before going into the other goals you set, what mm-hmm. were there any hurdles you felt to reach the goal of the first house and oh, so yeah. what what do you think you know what were they to you that stand out if any oh it's there was yeah it was hurdles that um i mean obviously credit was a big thing because when you're you know you're young and you know 2021 20, i mean i i have no idea what a credit was i mean a credit card is that what the, is that what credit meant i mean I, I didn't know what that was and when i first looked into buying a house they were like, hey, what's your credit at? And I was like, I don't know. What what, do you, what is a credit? Like, And then they explained to me. So that was the first hurdle was getting my credit where I needed to be. And then obviously, you know, the down payment for the house because I was the breadwinner and we had two kids at that point and, you know, I had a stay-at-home wife. So it was feeding the kids, paying the rent, which was extremely high, and trying to save up at the same time so the hurdles were just saving money obviously and getting your credit where it needs to be where somebody will take you on to approve your your you know your loan so the credit was the hardest thing because it it takes five seconds to destroy your credit and it takes it feels like it takes years to get your credit somewhere you know halfway decent so it's it the credit was a hard thing really was were you ever discouraged about like through these hurdles and setbacks in the one goal that you had, were you thinking like, man, this is a tough one. Maybe I need to like dream like smaller. No, because I've always had the mindset of if you have a problem, find a way around it, not Mm -hmm. give up or find, you know, if you know, you're on a track and you, there's a detour in the middle of it, find a way to go around that detour or um, find a way to get through it. And, you know, I've never been discouraged from anything in life. If if I have a if I have an issue, I find a way to deal with it. And that, I take that with everything in life, whether it's with kids or whether it's people or whether it's financial goals or financial problems. I always find a, my my first instinct is find a way to deal with it. So if anything, it it, it I feel like if I'm when I have an issue. I like I take pride in figure out the answer rather than going to somebody for help. I like to figure out the problem and and see how I can solve it and and that honestly gives me drive and and willpower to succeed is knowing that hey I figured out the problem and now I'm I'm, I'm happier and I'm stronger because I figured out the problem or the solution I should say. Nice. What was your lowest financial moment you would say? lowest old man i'd probably say when uh i remember this 
like it was yesterday when I would probably say I was about 20. Um, I think it was, you know, that company Money Tree, I think it's called, where you can payday loans or whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember that we didn't have money to pay rent and we had a payday loan out every week. We we got, even though we got paid, it went straight to the payday loan and I was going back the next week to get another payday loan. And I just remember, you know, being a month in and I'm just payday loan after payday loan of, of getting money to survive till the next week. So um, I'd probably say that was probably the lowest point was. I see, I see. And, and I'm assuming that once you kind of like pay that down, you yeah, it was a red flag every time you saw a payday loan and that basically helped you kind of course correct and say, let me figure out another way. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. When I don't, I, when we finally got caught up with the payday loans, I, that was, that was probably one of, you know, something that stupid, but it was probably one of the happiest days of, of my life was when we got caught up and we got paid and knowing that, Hey, you know, I can decide what to do with this money. It's not going directly to somebody else because I loaned them money, you know, it's it's something that can make or break you because it, you know if if you don't find a way out of that you you are set for failure and you're you know you're always owning and loaning money and but if if you find a way out of that then you obviously come out a strong person or you come out stronger because you find a problem and you know it, it makes you stronger in the end so yeah that was that was probably say that was the lowest point of of my life was those payday loans. Well, what about the flip side of that? What would you say is your greatest financial moment? Ah, that's see, that's that that's a tough one. Is because I I never I never whenever I accomplish something, I never take a, a second to say pat myself on the back and say, "Hey, you did it," because I'm always striving for more. And if if you if somebody if you know that's my wife always tells me this, you know, you're, you're the only worker, you know, you work, you're the sole breadwinner and you have a house and you feed three kids and you feed me and, and, you know, there's always things that you could be happy about, but, and I always look at things that are wrong in my life where not necessarily wrong, but things that are not where they should be, whether it's money or whether it's, you know, should I buy more stock or should I save up enough money? Or I always find something that is not where I want it to be. And I focus on that. So, um, why do you, really, why do you think that? I don't know. Maybe. That is, yeah. I would ask that question a lot to myself, why I'm never happy. And I, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like if I get complacent and I'm happy with something, then that drive will also you know, settle in and I'll be content with what I have. And I just feel like if I'm never content with what I have, I'm always going to want better, which is going to push me to be better by wanting better. And it's also going to set a good example for your kids, you know? Mm. I I don't want to get complacent where I'm at because I, I always see that I could be better and I could be doing better things or bigger things. And so that's why I try not to get complacent. Well, what would, what do you think, your wife would say was your greatest financial moment then? Uh, I, when we bought our house that we have now, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's a $600,000 house. And, you know, when I was 20 years old, buying a $50,000 house would 
seem impossible, but now, you know, I bought a half million dollar home and, but I, I'd probably say, yeah, that buying our house that we own now is probably one of my biggest financial um, achievements that I've made. All right. So Yusuf, I have one more question for you. Yeah. And I think it's an important one because it's a, it's one to inspire our listeners here. And I feel like a lot of people are going to want to want to reach your level too. So what's the one advice you would give to the listeners who strive to also potentially make it to, to where you've made it? Um, I would say always strive for greatness. I got that from LeBron, uh, my favorite person in the world, but um, he always says strive for greatness. And, and if you really dig into what he's trying to say is, is, is whatever you think your greatness is, try to beat that, try to match it with something just a little bit better. So um, I would, I would just say, you know, really know what you want and try to achieve it and, and, and don't let anyone, whether it's your friends, whether it's the government, whether it's, social media don't let anyone tell you what you can and cannot do and just focus on what your goals are at and and don't get sidetracked i think that's the biggest hurdle that we have to overcome nowadays is, is, is distract us from our goals whether it's social media whether it's you know sometimes friends because they're are you on social are you I'm on social often I, I i don't understand social media i've, I've never been the type that spend five minutes, you know, looking up Facebook to see what other people are doing because I'm so focused on what I'm doing. And, 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 and I think I, I don't want to get distracted. So I just, mm. I think people get easily distracted and, and, you know, it's not, I'm not blaming them for getting distracted because that's what this world is trying to do to us is distract us with, you know, advertising and TV and TV shows and this and that, and so easily get distracted that, we forget what our goals are. We, 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 we analyze the people on TV that we just think there's no way I'm going to get to where they're at because we see everything that they have, but never get complacent and never get discouraged and always strive for greatness. But I think if I had to, you know, give advice to my son or a friend or anyone, a neighbor, I was just, I would tell them always strive for greatness and, don't get distracted and know what your goals are at and just try to, you know, achieve your goal. And, and once you achieve that goal, um, find another goal, you know, it's never, never be satisfied with what you have. Try to always beat yourself because that's all you can really do is try to compete with yourself. Don't compete with other people and really just strive for greatness with it. I love that. I love the comp- compete with yourself because that yeah. also says focus on you, you know, exactly. don't get distracted. Don't, yeah. Yep. Don't, don't focus on what your neighbor is doing. Don't focus on the friend that got a new car because um, none of that really matters. It's, it's what, what do you want? Do you want that new car? And if that's so, then, you know, take the steps and buying that new car. If you want a new house, take the steps and buying that new house. If it's, being financially stable, you know, take the steps on becoming that. So know what your goals are. And if you, and, and I've always, I, I, I've always been the type that to have goals and I have a goal behind that goal. And that's why 
I'm never happy with what I have because I set one goal, but my real target is the goal behind that goal. Got it. Well, thank you. I think yes, our sir. listeners took away always strive for yep. greatness. And yep, there you go. I think I think that's key. I think that's key. <laughs> All right, Yusuf, man. It's a great interview, and uh, hope to see you soon, man. All right. Okay, guys, hope there were some golden nuggets for you to steal and apply for yourself. Thank you so much, Yusuf, for talking to us about your financial journey and allowing us to take a step into your world. It is extremely and highly appreciated. If you guys want to get in contact with Yusuf, well, you can't. He doesn't believe in social media. You have to catch him out there hustling, plotting on his next move. Okay, Pay the Progression family, hopefully you feel empowered to be the next success story. Just remember, financial success is a state of mind, not the balance on your account. Now, this information is for you to use and grow financially, but it's also for you to please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and review. Please let the world know about these gems I'm dropping for you. This information is free of charge. My only ask is that you pay this information forward. Please help me change the world. I know I can do it, but I just need your help. Let's take this information and flip the world upside down. See you Monday, my P2P family. Continue to make socially distant decisions. I need you to stay alive on this planet. All right, read us out.